but then outwardly you're like what's wrong with you people you know like Mm -hmm. I don't want to but I don't want to be like that you know like I don't want to be like that so you could give them up for adoption I just want to put that also out as an option I mean I expect nothing less from you or sell them I hear you can get good money for children I mean, I mean, I don't know if, what if they're messy though? Like, right. or we you can know, like... work with them in like a healthy way. Like Frankie recommends. Oh, that's true. Too. We have um, three options. Yep, yep, I'm going to go sure. with Frankie. I'm going with Frankie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's true. We do let our guard down, especially as our kids get older like yeah. that. And that was really, I found myself as a parent, you know, I, there were lots of parenting books and I read them all like about babies and toddlers, but what happens when your kid goes to kindergarten? This is Keeping Up With Chaos podcast, where real, random, sometimes funny, sometimes serious conversations happen. Either way, it's all chaos. So wherever you're going, pop in your earbuds, find a comfy spot, and maybe a cocktail. Join us. Guys, it's Jocelyn. Thanks for joining us tonight. The Chaos Keepers are in the house. Ginger and I are uh, hanging out. We're catching up. Our guest, Frankie Baghdad, is joining us. She's an academic and behavioral consultant, teacher, blogger, and mom. She's also an author of her new book, I Love My Kids, But I Don't Always Like Them. Super excited she's here. Let's get the conversation going. Cheers, guys. Chuck, chuck, chuck. Yep, yep. I can hear you. Okay. Life is good. Might have been me. Who knows? I, maybe we both came in at the same time. No, I was here before you. Oh, I was I was early. Um, so I had to, I have something fun. I've got like all my notes. I've got Frankie's book. I'm super excited. Look at all the sticky notes. Oh, oh my Look God. My sticky notes. I know. I went oh bananas with the sticky notes. Okay. Yeah, so I went, I went bananas. So um, her book is just we'll talk about it later, but I'm really excited. Frankie's back on. She's joining us again. She came on, um, previously on, um, was it the episode is parenting the great, the great experiment. I forgot what episode that was. I have to double check that really quickly. Um, so I'm excited that she's back and she's going on a podcasting tour and she, uh, contacted me and was like, Hey, I'd love to come back on. And we already said, well, you already got an invite. So let's, let's, when are we doing this? Oh, it's episode 47. The, the great experiment parenting, the great experiment. <laughs> it really yeah. is. A, it, I think you, you actually came up with that title. So that was, yeah. your, that was your creative prowess. There you go. That's <laughs> what I have to offer. That's pretty much the max right there. No, no. No, you offer. Are you drinking tea or hot water? I feel like it's I'm hot drinking water. Hot water with lemon. Duh. It's Are that kind sick? of day. No, I just, this is what I actually, I drink hot water all day. Yeah. And then when I get home, I have lemon. Sometimes I'm feeling it. You know, it's been a long fucking day. And this mug you actually gave to me for I Christmas know. a long Did time I? ago. Did I really? Oh, that's cool. It's a Starbucks mm-hmm. mug. No, no, no doubt. Yeah. It's Starbucks. I love Starbucks. I have a love hate relationship right with them right now. Dude. Because sometimes they're open and sometimes they're not. Seriously, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, those fox. That's too funny. It's like There's all I want to do. Supply of stuff. I want so. a black coffee, just a plain black coffee, and it's all this to do. And I'm like, just you know, there's a line forever. I and then I can't do a mobile order because they don't take mobile order because they turn it off. All I love is mobile order. Do you mobile order? No, your life is really oh difficult right now. I mean, it's it's just like it's just difficult. I mean. I mean, that's a hard, it's like, you need your, I'm not joking. Cause like, if you have, you need coffee, like it's like right. fuel, it's like essence. It's like, well, it's like part of my morning routine essence of the day. And I thought I could give it up. And I was Me like, too. I don't need coffee. I just like having something hot in the morning. False, false. Right. I went like two and- days without it. I was a mess. So I tried to go half calf too, a little bit ago. I was like, I'm going to have to cut down my yeah, coffee. I remember that. Like, yeah. That no, eh, that's not happening either. No freaking way. Forget really? it. Really? Not even the half. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm oh back. My God. To I didn't even bother trying decaf. I should probably try that. I feel like it tastes no. like shit. That's why I did half calf, but like you're really limited in like, you know, the, which, you know, companies offer like half calf. And I guess I could make my own, but whatever. Um, speaking of coffee, this is so cute. My number three is much of a pain in the butt as he is sometimes. And he's like, you know, what, like, what do you say? Like, he's a, 73 year old crotchety grandpa or something. What do you say? Like, he's always like, <laughs> what do you say? You say something I don't funny. Know. Okay. Well, um, every morning he makes me a cup of coffee. This is perfect intro. He makes me a cup of coffee. I didn't ask him. He just came up with it on his own. He likes being able to go. We have a Keurig, so don't, don't judge me. And we have a little wheel of Keurigs, you know, cups. And so he knows which one I like. And he makes the whole cup for me. He adds my creamer to it. He even asks me like how I like my coffee. And every morning he brings me my cup of coffee and puts it on my bedside table. I mean, like, come on, ladies. This is why we had kids. This, this- is fully the reason. <laughs> the job. only reason. They need to work for us. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I mean, what are we even getting out of this deal? I mean, I kind of. the dishwasher. I, it's funny. I kind of took it like a different way. Like I took it in a little bit of a sweeter way, you know, like, you know, that's the difference oh, between yeah. you and that's me. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But he also is bringing me like a cliff bar too, next to the cup of coffee. But it's funny because if I don't take a sip of coffee and if I don't take a bite of the cliff bar, he's like, is there something wrong? Is there something <laughs> wrong with the coffee? Like, why aren't you drinking it? I'm like, I haven't brushed my teeth. Talk you about should morning. encourage him to wait tables since he already likes doing it. No, that he just likes me. Job. No, he just likes me. He just likes me. That's true. Yeah. But still yeah. encourage him. I think all kids should wait tables. Well, we've had some like a thing. Yeah. I think it is a thing. It was definitely mind opening for me when I went to college. I just think that like we've had, we've been on the struggle bus. So leading into the conversation with Frankie tonight, we have been on the struggle bus with my, my, my number three. Um, I've been here before with one of my other kids too. I think everybody parent, every parent has like been on the struggle bus with behavior for some point, you know, at some point in time, for whatever reason, whether you have special needs or just a regular kid, right? What do you call it? Neurotypical or just a typical kid. Everybody has like, you know, issues or bad days or behavior problems. And so it's, it's been really nice to be able to have a moment to enjoy with this, the, with number three, yeah, you know, that like, like an enjoyable moment. It was, yeah. Um, and she talks about that in one of her chapters about learning to enjoy your child again. And I think that's important because sometimes you get, and we could talk about this more when she gets here, but yeah, I think just, too, it also applies to grownups. <laughs> I'm like looking at this stuff and I'm like, all of this applies to grownups as well. <laughs> totally. kids. It's like me. 
Yeah. Well, you are kind of a kid you know, anyways. You're kind of a child, right. but I don't know. I'm half kid, half grown up. You are half kid. You can tell by my outfit. Yeah. And lots of stuff, but there's lots of clues. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to share that with you because it was, I meant to talk about it last week, but it, it's perfect. I'm glad I didn't talk about it last week. I'm glad I brought it up this week. Um, so my middle is also being kind of funny. I'm going to bring, just bring on, bring on the kid chaos. My middle is also being kind of funny. So like, I'll say like, Hey, can you let the dog out? And he's like, my hands are full. I can't do it. Like he picks up whatever he can that's in front of him and says like his hands are full, so he can't do it. And I'm like, you're no, just take the dog right. out. He's like, I can't, I'm so busy. I have to go. And then he's so like smart now runs. I know. I know. Why? I know. It's, there's that time period between them being so dumb that you can trick them. And then <laughs> where they're like smart enough that they don't want to be near you anymore. There's that weird time period in the middle. <laughs> right. That's where I'm at. That's what, yeah. But I have to stop and enjoy, enjoy my time with my middle because he is a man, a few words. And lately he's been coming and like having these moments where like, he like hangs out, you know, and like talks and like, um, yeah. And unless I ask him to do something, then he's like, you know, really busy. I'm really busy. I got, I'm a hands are full, you know, <laughs> like right. it's really fun. I know. So busy. Now is not a good time. That's my favorite one. It's not a good time. When is a good time? Not now. I'm like, that's not a time. Not now are words. I'm looking for numbers, <laughs> hours, minutes, days. Is that what Six you're talking Five 30. You know, those are numbers. That's what that's this true. is to me. Whenever you text me, you're like, when, what, when are we meeting? And like, you want like a specific time. And I've noticed that about you, like that you need specific yeah. time. Like well, I'm really busy together. <laughs> <laughs> like, are your hands no. full? Are your hands full? My hands are so full right now. They're so, so full. Um, I love the Starbucks mug. I know. There's nothing you do. like hot water. It's the best. So you'll be so proud. So, so, okay. Before Frankie gets here, I'm excited because Frankie and is it, um, how do you pronounce her last name? Are you familiar with her last Baghead. name? Baghdad. 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 Um, she's an academic, a behavioral consultant, teacher, coach, blogger, and mom. So she's been in the trenches and she talks about how behavior is communication. And she also specializes in, um, she's a special education behavioral ex- expert. And I think, yeah, all that's totally an understatement. Frankie I know it's like totally Badass. like she knows so much stuff. She's seen so many different types of kids and so many different kinds of weird issues. Mm-hmm. Like everything is old hat for her. It's so nice. You just spill ice water all over your lap. Oh my God. Run, run. You go. I'll talk about you behind ah! your back. Oh my okay. God. My maybe you can listen to it later. China. Don't electrify yourself. Okay. Oh my we're going to say, so I have a plan. The plan is that one of these days I'm going to interview Jocelyn so that we can get her story who knows what it is? Probably something that has to do with A, smoothies, B, the man babe, C, her kids, and D, fill in something that I haven't thought of yet. But when I do think of it, I'll like call it out as D because it'll be the right thing. The important thing to note is that we can't bring it up to her in advance because then she's going to know we're up to something. I think it's going to be better if we make it like a surprise. Is she going to edit this? You will not maybe? even believe what I freaking but did. Maybe not. I, I can't even like, I have, there are no words for this right now. Zero words. I think, Hold on. I think I can describe it pretty clearly. On, you have your you. keeping up with chaos swag. I will be right back. You knocked over your cup that was filled with what was probably Florida in a cup, whatever the fuck that is. Some kind of hard to get by water and Tito's because it's gluten-free. 
So that with ice spilled all over your cool setup, which is like a pimped out version of a college dorm room. I might add, like, what is that white chair? Where did you even get that Wayfair? Seriously, that that's really cool. Did you build that yourself? Anyways. Shit all over. She's rambling. It's dripping like a water. It's, it's not water. It's my drink, actually. Hold on. I have to put yeah, towels down. Is. I can't hear you. You're just going to have to wait a second. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> no, it's, this is not funny. I mean, it's pretty funny oh, for I me. Had so much fun. Listen, it's not a big deal. This is chaos, well, right? That's what you want. Everywhere. There's water cubes oh, everywhere. Like, this is perfect. Right Don't worry about it. Frankie and I got this. <laughs> so here's the best thing ever. Yeah. Jocelyn just knocked her drink off all over her. There's like ice cubes. And now <laughs> I'm speculating that it's probably Florida in a cup. She can't hear us right now, which is like Tito's because it's gluten-free and uh, some version of buy water, I think, but sometimes that's hard to get. Hi. So it might not be that. O M G you guys. I like literally <laughs> have always have water and a drink with me. And I was like, went to move my, whatever, all my stuff I have near me. And I like, I dumped my whole drink like all over me. I did that yesterday, but it wasn't vodka. Um, at least it doesn't smell, right? That's right? supposed to be like the. Well, less... we have to know what was in it because I guess. So I need to know. <laughs> Everything what it is was. clean now because, you know, vodka is like, you know, it's disinfected. The by water. It probably yeah. killed COVID too. So exactly. That's awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's vodka, it's Tito's, and then it's my by water. It's my Florida in a cup, you know? I mean, right. Okay. What yeah. Else is it classic. But now my entire studio. I just won a million dollars. So <laughs> I guess that. Okay. So we're amazing. Gonna, wow. We're right. Gonna, it's all takes. We're going to have to do my fun thing because it's like covered in like vodka and water before we get started. Okay. So my fun thing was to create your own affirmation. So if I can hopefully still read it, I, I mean, I might be able to, cause it's soaking wet. You're supposed to take your first letter of your first name. And then your zodiac sign, and then the last digit of your birth year. So mine was J, and it it comes up with I release. I'm a Capricorn. My fears, and the year that I was born and ends with a seven. So it's I release my fears and make room for opportunities, which is like so perfect for me right now. <laughs> I released my drink all over myself, and now my biggest fears come true. But whatever. Um, so. <laughs> Ginger, your first That was letter. a lot of math. I know it was a lot of math, but well, no, it's easy. How about I just come up with an affirmation? Fine, but you're okay. just not. Why do you never play the fun game? I mean, it's too confusing. A- it's too hard. I don't understand the rules. Okay, here's what I'm going to go with. I am going to breathe all the time. <laughs> okay. I mean, important to breathe all the time. It's I know. Yes. I mean, That's my affirmation. You don't Does that count? Die. I mean, I guess. I guess that counts. Okay, so Frankie, okay. what's your affirmation? You okay, wait a minute. Off. I want to play, but I also didn't understand the rules, but I wanted to like smile nod, so I, I looked cool about it. But I, I, I heard like first letter of my name and then my what? What's Astrological your, sign? Yeah, what's your um birth what's your birth month? Um, so uh, July, can't I'm a cancer. Okay, that makes so, sense. Okay. Yeah. So your I release um my doubts what's the end what's the end uh-huh. of your um birth birthday year well, like what year you were born in 
The last oh, number. The last number. I like really to think about that. I'm like, what was I? I'm eight. Okay. So you, oh, same thing. So you are, I release my, um, my doubts mm-hmm. and I make room for new opportunities, which kind of fits for oh, you. Oh man. Right. I think that called? is very fitting for yeah. you. Oh, I you feel know. like so calm now. <laughs> I'm kind of like doing this like affirmation kind of thing. And like when I wake up in the morning, I try to put my feet on the ground and like, just say something nice, you know, say something positive. I try to, but I mean, this kind of goes along with the fact that like, you have something new that's happening right now. You know, Mm -hmm. you just released your book. That's kind of like a big freaking deal, you know? So (laughs) lots of doubts and fears. Oh my God. Those like, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, so much, so much. Um, what's that term? I'm like, I can't think today. You ever have those days? Um, brain fog, brain imposter fart. syndrome. I do have a brain fog and yeah, but I have like major imposter syndrome. Like I, I, oh. it's really scary to put like your ideas out into the universe and, and let people buy you have them. To be like, yeah, it's done. Right. I feel I, like that'd be the part I'd have the hardest oh time my with. God. It's like, never done you're like it could be better it's not like a cake where you make it and then you eat it and that's it that was really hard for me and like you get these I got these emails from my publisher okay like here's the copy edited version here's this version but we need your approval right and so yeah you do have to let go like I'd be like oh I hate this line so much but no I have to let go I've like changed it a thousand times and still there's like somebody (laughs) texted me like a quote They're like I love this line and I'm like oh that's the worst one you know but like <laughs> I I just I have to let go because I couldn't right. I couldn't listen to myself anymore I hated everything at some point um yeah that was very hard for me look, I never edited oh my god I this is right? your book right okay and <laughs> I, I know on I Wait, know we have to just we have to say what this is this is a book that has about 50 post-it notes in it of different colors that are clearly representative of different things. I this have to not- show you, wait, wait, this, wait, wait, this is hysterical. This is like, I mean, this is like what I do. There we go. <laughs> you and I, we're, we're like, like so sisters. And she has one I mean, too. Yeah, I have a manual here, like that I use for some stuff. And I, I'm obsessed with like post-it notes. I have ones like with lines. Oh, can you see them? Um, ones with outlines. Yeah, th- that's amazing. That's yeah. why I had to laugh. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, we should probably spill the beans because you came on, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier before you came on, we were talking about how you came on episode 47. I think it was, was it 47? It was 47 parenting the great, the great, the great experiment. Yeah. yeah and we had so much fun. And we it was the, fun. And we had already invited you back. And then it just sort of was like the universe kind of like brought us back together and it just kind of lined up. But mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I love your book. Like I'm not oh, joking. It's, it's called, I love my kids, but I don't always like them. Like hashtag mom truth, like based on a true story. <laughs> it is right. <laughs> yes. And I started reading it because obviously I was going to read it anyways, but then obviously I was more motivated because I knew you were coming on and one it's like the way that you write, it's almost like you're just talking to me. Like you and I are just hanging out in the same room and you're just sharing your pieces of your own chaos, you know, like, and, (laughs) and then you're educated in helping other people figure out how to sort out their like craziness that's going on in their household. And I was like, where was this book? Like (laughs) two years ago. 
that's awesome. I'm so glad it like it it's it's so hard to put something like this out into the mm-hmm. universe. And I, I'm glad it's reading that way. Um, and I never, it's like so weird to call yourself a parenting expert because I'll never like, I don't know, I'll never call myself any more than like a pretty okay mom, right? <laughs> because like nobody is like, I'm going to feel all the time. And I used to get really worried about it. Like, like I'd bump into a colleague, I was doing all this consulting and I'd have one of my kids with me and they would just be like terrible. Like they, they would just be obnoxious and sure. like wouldn't say hi. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm supposed to be an expert, but no kids are kids and I'm a human. And so I wanted it to be really honest and share like my mistakes too. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And I remember, I think I posted something um, on Instagram where I was like super frustrated because I was just kind of like, you know, I, like, and you say it in your book. Cause that was like what I was explaining. And one of my posts, I was just kind of like, where are all the parenting books about like the real life situations? Right. Like your kid mm-hmm. is melting down in the grocery store. Okay. We mm-hmm. kind of touched on that, but we didn't really like go with the real life experience, mm-hmm. you know, or like your kids are acting like total a-holes, you know, cause they got home <laughs> from school and they're starving and they didn't go pee because they're scared. Cause there was a lizard in the bathroom. I'm not talking from experience. And so he almost <laughs> peed his pants and a five minute drive home, you know, and then he was just being a little turd. And I was like, Oh my God, you just got in the freaking car. Like, really? Like, I haven't seen you all day. So, I mean, you really do take real life experience. What's funny is about it is that it's not the kind of thing that happens only once in a while. It happens all the fucking <laughs> time. Oh, no, this, for every feelings? parent. Sure. It'd like, be one thing if we had to deal with that yeah. like once, but oh it's like God. all the time. I, right. That you're like, what happened here? Like, why am I doing this? Sure. Like, <laughs> We all, we all have those moments, you know, I mean, I had to justify it a little bit to like some of my family members, like, you know, maybe the grandparents are like, what my grandkids? I'm like, no, I promise. I love them. I swear. But you know, being a mom, it's, uh, it's not for the week, you know, it's not. And like, I honestly, every day I'm like, I love my kids and they make me a better person. They bring out like the best in like who I am most of the time. But at the same time, I'm like, I am not qualified for this job, this job. I am underqualified. Like I didn't realize like what was happening, you know? And you say that in your book, you know, you were talking about how you were like, you read all the parenting books, took all the parenting classes. Uh And then you get to a point where you're like, now what? Like, right. like help. And, right. And, and I went through that multiple times, like three times. Right. I, I have three kids and they all need different things. Like I, that, you know, that like took me by surprise each time, you know, with the second kid, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm cool. Like I got this. Like, and, and my first was an easy baby. So I thought that was totally because I was awesome. You know, um, <laughs> no, it was totally different, like totally different. Like she didn't totally. sleep at all. And then with the third kid, I was like, oh, well that can happen again. Like that was just bad luck. Right. No, like another new person. So yeah, it, it's not, it, it is not easy. And I've met, like I've worked with thousands upon thousands of kids and teens and preschoolers, um, but it's different when they're yours. It's different oh in an God. amazing way and different in a challenging way too. Oh totally, God, totally. I remember um, back in the day, Ginger's like first was like perfect sleeper. Wasn't he like a perfect sleeper? Totally. Everyone kept asking me like, what's he like? I'm like, I don't know. He sleeps all the time. Like he's a baby. I have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. mine was. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. that's not how they come. Everything I know about babies, I learned from TV, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, like I had a kid that would not sleep in a crib. Like he would, mm-hmm. he only slept on me. Like I was on the struggle bus for like a, like a long time. And people are like, just just do this. No, just doing this does not work for me. And I think something that really resonate resonated with me the last time we had you come on was you were saying that like behavior is communication. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause there's probably a, you know, a, a couple more people that, you know, are going to have to go back and listen to that first episode you were on. You know? <laughs> so like, let's talk about that like really quickly, because I feel like that's also a theme here in your book. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So like, how is that? Like, how is behavioral communication? So, you know, I, <laughs> I mentioned this in the book and it's really like, one of the major intentions of the whole thing is that when we look at a kid's behavior and then we just like come up with a plan, right? Like a consequence plan, we miss a lot of opportunity to understand what's going on. So if a child, um, has a meltdown and we strive to understand it and figure out what their triggers are, we may actually prevent it from happening again, not that it will never happen again, but it'll it'll happen less often. If your child is all of a sudden, like, um, wanting to run the show, like any activity you plan doesn't sound good. They want to choose everything. It's important to think, huh, like they're trying to get control over something. What feels like they don't have control in their life. So it's really a classic way in which um, mental health professionals are trained and those that do like behavior plans in schools, but we don't really think about it so much as parents. And I sort of forgot that too. Like I've been trained that way, but it took me a while to figure out that I could use what was working out in the field. um, and sometimes it was literally out in the field, like when I ran, when I worked at the overnight camp yeah. and like use it in my classroom. So all of a sudden I was finding so much success professionally, but my kids, I was like, what do I do with those humans? Like, they're not listening. They're embarrassing me in public. I'm tired. And yeah. I realized it, I could incorporate it into my house. Yeah. That's so cool. So you've been a teacher, you've, you've been a camp counselor, and I know we touched on it a little bit. And um, Ginger had said that you, you know, you've worked in the camp counseling division of like the world. That is not what I said. Well, no, I, that's my word, but you were, <laughs> but you were excited because you love camp. Frankie is a badass. Okay. About camp. Thank okay. You. Thank you. That's one of my degrees. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that was, that was the Jocelyn version. Of, yes. Um, I think that explains it pretty well, actually. Um, I was on the director team for one of the largest overnight camps in North America that happens to be in Michigan. Um, and what I ran there was, we called it our camper care team. So it evolved the five summers I was there. Um, but through really amazing grant opportunities, the last summer I was there, we had five social workers working for camp and also this team of teachers who spent the summer with. So we're talking like amazing professionals just to be there to help problem solve with kids when they weren't getting along, when counselors needed help with behavior, when our staff struggled. And that happened too. It's not like you, you know, turn 18 and go to college and you don't need support anymore. So it was really quite amazing. And I learned so much from my uh, social work colleagues um, that I 
now I'm in school and almost a clinical social worker because apparently I was bored and needed something else to do. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Write so, a book, become a social right, worker, sure, you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. And that's why I'm so tired. Um, yeah. So I learned so much about like the secret sauce and talking to kids really in camp and camping because it's just such a unique environment. The parents it's are a hands-on there. experience with so many kids. Right. Right. You're in this and bubble with all children. The kids <laughs> are all having fun. It's not like right. school where mm-hmm. like they hate their day as much. Like you right. get this practice and all this experience with kids when they're in a good mood, mostly having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that gave you a really good opportunity to learn in a unique way, different from other professionals, having that foundation, I think Absolutely. Is, you can see it and everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. I think that's cool. Yeah, for sure. And it's like all social skills. So it's different, like different kids struggle, you know? So mm-hmm. it's definitely like, I just did. I just watched so much, like watching them interact and, you know, figuring out what helped them um, figure out why (laughs) they were struggling. It's just amazing what happens when you ask kids what's going on. Like they're pretty insightful. Yeah. And that's what, that's what you, in one of the parts of your book, you're just kind of like when someone's acting up or something's going on and they're not acting the way that you think that they should be like asking the kid, like what's going on? Cause nine times out of 10, if you ask them, they might not realize, but then after you talk to them and get them talking, they already know the answer. Right. So like, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I think that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And there's certainly like lots of, there's some other people like in this um, parenting and like kids space to talk about this too. And so um, it's something I really discovered at camp. And then I like read everything I could like Ross Green um, has, written so much in this area like this is his like niche he writes about it again and again and it's really so fascinating so I have worked at some like really impressive schools I've consulted there and they'll bring me in on a really tough case where they feel like they've exhausted all their resources and they're like we just need like a fresh set of eyes and I'll meet with you know, a social worker and a principal and a teacher and a special ed consultant. And I've done a lot of work in private schools. So we're talking like major resources, like these teams are strong and they're big. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, we did this observation and we wrote this like gorgeous behavior plan and um, all of the goals are measurable. Like, great. Okay. What does the kids say? Like, do they like these strategies? (laughs) And then I get like blank stares. So all of a sudden I realized I'm like, oh my God, not everybody knows about this magic. Like I have to talk about this more. So it's happened to me in education. It happens um, to me all the time, like working as a therapist and working with parents, um, running parenting groups through my consulting company. Sometimes we just forget and you can ask young kids. You just have to ask in the right way. So even, you know, I've done a lot of consulting in preschool classrooms. And when I first, I, I first got this consulting gig for a preschool classroom, I totally panicked. I'm like, what do I know about preschool? Like I've had a few kids, but I've never taught preschool. And I literally, I wrote a professor of mine that I liked and I'm like, nice. I need, right. I'm like, I need some like worksheets or something. I need like paperwork. I don't know. I need to come in with something. How do I do this? And he's like, you know how to do this. It's the same thing you've been doing in every other age group. You just have to make it appropriate for a three-year-old. So right. you can have this conversation with a three-year-old, but not the way you would have it with your 
18 year old. Um, It's really, it's quite powerful. And it's exactly what you said. They may not, some kids know in the moment and it's amazing. And some kids will just be like, I don't know, or not want to talk about it. But you've Mm -hmm. like planted that seed in their brain and Mm -hmm. they'll come back to you later with Mm -hmm. an answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, I, at one point in your book, you touched on something and it was like, oh my God, that is like my number. That's my middle. Like I'll say like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. How are you feeling today? How was your, how was your day? I don't know. Right. Like he's just, I don't know. I don't know. And I was getting kind of frustrated and I was just, and then there was a point in your book where I was like, oh my gosh, like he does know. I just like, that's just his way of who he is. Like his brain doesn't work that way. Like he's, I'm stressing him out, you know? So like, there are some kids that like, it works to ask them questions, but then there's some kids, like you said, like you have to kind of figure out how, like you have to dissect and figure out like which kid operates in which way. And that's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. I mean, so so much. It is. It is. And it's so fun when the kids complain about like how one kid gets something and the other kid doesn't. And I'm like, this is not, you know, everyone gets the same. Everyone gets what you need. That's it. And too bad for you. You don't need like anything. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've been saying that to my kids since they are babies and I'm sure they still think I'm wrong, but I'm okay with that. Um, I've been, I've been saying that like everyone gets what they need and that's it. And I think now like my kids sort of know that's like my shutdown line. I'm not going to have an enormous conversation about it. And I just turn my back. Like those are like eye rolls. I just move. Shutdown line is so money. Right. Right. Like totally it. I, I have a bunch of them, right? Like everyone, every mom needs those. That could be, it's like a whole other book. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been having that conversation with teachers for years too. Like, well, if I give this child like a spinning chair because it's it like helps them pay attention by moving, what happens to the other 19 kids who want the spinning chairs? I'm like, well, that's not, you know, what they need. It actually might distract them. So it's a conversation that I was already comfortable with sort of, professionally um right again with the practice I love it (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well and it's interesting because it's like um you don't realize that sometimes your kids like you get them in the car and you're going someplace right and and then like all of a sudden they all act like total a-holes and you're like what is going on here? And I used to get in the car and be like, okay, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is my expectations of each one of you. Right. Uh But then you let your guard down, you get comfortable. Uh Right. And then you end up in that situation where you took them to this really fun place, like the, like the, the botanical gardens and spent like a million dollars to go there as a family. And you're literally leaving there like an hour later because everyone's Eh, they're all being assholes. Is this hypothetical or this is hypothetical? Realistic? Like, I mean, like we're doing the air quotes and then you're in the car and you're like, literally like in your head, like what the fuck? And then, in, and then outwardly you're, I'm sorry to swear, but I'm, but that's just, that's, this is a safe space. But then okay. outwardly you're like, what's wrong with you people? You know, right. like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, but I don't want to be like that. You know, like, I don't want to be like that. So you could give I, them up for adoption. I just want to put that also out as an option. I mean, I expect nothing less from you. Or sell them. I hear you can get good money for children. Right. I, mean, I mean, I don't know if, what if they're messy though? Like, right. or we you can know, like... work with them in like a healthy way. Like Frankie recommends. Oh, that's true. Too. We have three um, options. Yeah, yep, I'm gonna go sure. with Frankie. I'm going with Frankie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's true. We do let our guard down, especially as our kids get older. Like yeah. that, and that was 
really, I found myself as a parent, you know, I, there were lots of parenting books and I read them all like about babies and toddlers, but what happens when your kid goes to kindergarten and then you have like school age kids, like unless, you know, they come already, like some kids we know are, you know, on the autism spectrum or have a, B, or C diagnosis. There's some great books about that. But what about just like your average kid who's going to have a bunch of challenges and drive you nuts sometimes? And that's really like what I tried to put together. I think sometimes we forget that, yeah, those expectations and the timers and the warnings that we give out in preschool, we still need them with our kids as they get older, right? Even more. And I found myself doing that too. As my kids got older and I now have like almost two teens, like I'm going to have a 13 year old in January and it's still preteen, but you know, she's trying really hard to be a teenager. Um, I'm finding they need my expectations even more. Like I expect you to have a good attitude about this outing, even though I know it's not what you would have chosen. And here's why it's important. Like I I have to have those discussions with them because good attitudes are no longer the norm, right? right. When you have a teenager. Um, But it's also about like realistic expectations for ourselves. So I have to remind myself, like when a certain one of my children has to run an errand with me, and I I talked about this in the book, like she's going to like give me like like a problem. It's she's going to be annoyed and she's going to like complain about it. But I have to like just know that's going to happen and try not to care so much because it's not unexpected. Right. Like it's right. just going to happen. That's so She'll valid. Live through it. Yes. I'll live through it and we'll move on. And so I just say, yeah, I know you hate the grocery store, but I do not have time to take you home. So, you know, we're going. Right. <laughs> right. And, right. Like, and suck it up and deal with it. Cause it's like one right. time, but the other part in that story, which I found like really, really refreshing and like an aha moment that we cannot glaze over. You talk about saying like, you need to accommodate your own needs as a I got the sticky note. I'm, 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 I'm doubling waving it down. around. I'm waving glad it that, around. That's helping you. Yeah. Like <laughs> I accommodate myself in my own needs. Imagine that my own needs, meaning that like how many times have you argued with your teenager about going to the grocery store and how you have a million other things you've got to deal with. So what do you do? You decide to problem solve and make one less thing on your list harder and you make it easier for you and you think about you and then, and then it's like a trickle effect, right? Cause then it, mm-hmm. it impacts the whole family, you yes. know? And I, I've been trying to do that recently in the last like couple of years. I think we've all figured out that like, you know, like shit travels South. So like, if you're not good, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. sorry, but I mean, it's the truth. Like if you're not good, then your kids aren't going to be good. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to start at you as the source, right? Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Which leads me into, so like, so how, how did you come to that point where you're kind of like, aha, like I need to take care of me. And you talk about getting grocery delivery because you're like, fuck the grocery store. I'm not going. Yeah. Instacart. Instacart. Like I have to say, like, I was like, pre-pandemic Instacarting. Like I was you know, a pioneer, right? Yes. Like and I did, loved it. It's did you like, find that like when things started getting weird, you had all these backup skills? You were like, oh, I already know what you're trying to do. Like the shipping well, times and all this stuff. But, but I, there was like a few months 
maybe I don't even remember everything's like one big day, but there was, yeah. <laughs> there was some time right. in Michigan where I couldn't get an Instacart time because all these other people were like, Oh, it's a pandemic. I'm going to use Instacart. Oh, yeah. And then eventually they started being more loyal to the people. they like said it, they announced it. Like if you have been with us for a while, you'll get more times. I was like, thank you. Priority. <laughs> Move Priority. Right. Um, right. Right. Totally. Um, but how did I figure out, like, did I have to meet my own needs? I would yeah. say that is like a daily struggle and then it's, I'm, I'm like just trying to actually have the struggle instead of just totally glossing over them. Like it, self-care, like taking care of my own needs. It's something I recognize that I'm missing daily and also like addressing in small ways. Yeah. So it, it is, you know, but I also know that I'm an example for my kids. Nice. So, you know, that's really important too. Sometimes, you know, like my son, this happened to me tonight. He came in my room. He likes to watch um, these like HGTV shows with me. I don't know. It's so cute. Like <gasps> oh, I like I them that. too, right? Mine too. I love it. This is right, the best. Right. It's right. The best. Like, he's like, like my all he wants to talk about is baseball and like NASCAR, but I don't know. He wants to watch those shows with me. So I feel like that's amazing. He's nine. Like he's not going to want to like cuddle with me in my bed that much longer. So part of me is like, I should never say no to him because I want to appreciate that time. But tonight I just really didn't want to, like mm -hmm. I was spent, I had a long night. Like I wanted to wrap up a couple things. And so I said, you know, I just, I'm not in the mood tonight, but I love you. And like, you can read a book in my room if you want to be in here with me. I gave him a few other choices, but I felt like that was really important. And it was like, I think I showed him that you can say no in like a polite way. Like it's oh, yeah. important to advocate for your own needs. And I always tell like my therapy clients, I want you to tell me when something doesn't feel uncomfortable. Um, I just trust you to say it nicely. Yes. That's all I ask. It's like <laughs> the best tip of the it. night. I needed that earlier. Thank oh you for God. that. I'm going to use that in 20 minutes. Well, and that's one of the, <laughs> right. Yep, yep. And, well, and that's, that's also one of the reasons why I brought that affirmation up. Like it was a little fun, mm -hmm. like exercise for all of us. But I mean, we do just taking like a second out of our day. Like that's why before I, I, my feet go on the ground, my, my, mm -hmm. my alarm goes off. And like, I just say like one nice thing to myself and then I start my morning routine and then I start my day. But you know, like all hell is breaking loose as I walk out into the kitchen and people are fighting and throwing bread at each other and trying to make their lunch and goldfish is flying everywhere, you know? And <laughs> it's like, but at least I took that one second just to say right. one affirmation and it makes a difference. Like people mm -hmm. don't realize that you don't have to do these like life altering, you know, changes. You can make small little tiny changes. Like I think in our last podcast, you talked about just going for a walk and taking right. a shower, right? Yes. Like you just taking, like saying to yourself, like, you know what? I want to watch HGTV. I can't even say that. Property <laughs> Brothers. I want to watch Property Brothers with you. Or I want right. to watch like, but like, mm -hmm. you know what? I can't tonight. Like I want to watch Clone Wars with my kids tonight, but you know what? It's podcasting night. We might get to it. We might not. Right. This is for hey, me. We hope they don't melt down. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. So what I do mean, I say to them? What do I say to them? If they melt down, like, I'm, what do I say? Well, I think that's what I was going to ask is like, okay, yeah, I think yeah. the secret to everything is knowing the expectations. Like, what can you really expect from your kid? And I think as moms, we're the only ones, I mean, and dads, like, we're the only ones that really know. And it's our job to communicate that to like the other adults in the kid's life. 
So how do we find out like who, like the expectations it's like trial and error, you know, I don't know. It is, it is total. So it's total trial and error, right? Like I, I have parents, they've been coming to me like my whole career, like my child's do A, B and C, but that's not what five-year-olds do. Well, it is what your five-year-old does. So let's figure it out. Like, is there some skill that they're lacking that we can teach them? Or is it just where they are? And we just have to be patient because they're less mature in that area. Right. Or there's even like another, or are they going to just always be that way? Right. So totally. some, like some kids, no, just don't, have say deficits that. don't say that. Are, that. I need know, a fix. It doesn't, <laughs> I'm you know, some joking. kids have deficits that like yeah. will always be their struggle. Right. It doesn't mean that there aren't like tips and tools to make it better and to accommodate and ways to like not make it, um, negatively right I'm never gonna know how to spell probably no matter what like you can do all the things it's don't expect it for me it's never gonna happen properly well (laughs) I will tell you uh, I mean you should see I I should go into like the box my mom gave me when she moved out of our childhood home that I don't want to open that probably has my like papers from high school you should see all the red marks all right I was not a good writer in school I cannot spell at all but guess what like there are editors and proofreaders out there and I have a team of them like I have one who does my um if I have a social media post that is more than two paragraphs, I, I throw it to the editor to take a look at it. And I have one that does my blogs. And then I have one who did the book. Yeah. So, right. Like it's always going to be me. It doesn't necessarily have to hold me back though. I just have to recognize it and deal with it and right. accommodate totally. it. And find the right tools and the right people to support yes. you so that you can still do what you want to do and be yourself. I have to tell God, I seriously like my, my middle, he'll never put his shoes in the shoe cubby. Like we talked oh. about this, you know, this week, like mm-hmm. we talked about this on a previous episode. He's never going to put his shoes in a shoe cubby. And Ginger's like, just move the shoe cubby to where his shoes are. And then like, even like the toad pooped in his shoes and he still like, won't put it in the shoe cubby. So I just, I've given up on the shoes going in mm-hmm. the shoe cubby. Like, you know, that's just not, I told you to happen. leave him alone about it. <laughs> I did. It's never going to happen. I know. And I did. And I like, I pick other battles. Like for me, there's a line drawn though. Like fine, your clothes aren't going to go in the hamper, but you know what? Guess what? The wet towel from your shower, that's where I'm going to draw the line. That towel has to go in the hamper. Like, like, and I'm going to make sure. So anyways, like you got to pick and choose your battles. Right. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. And that brings, Absolutely. that brings me to your right size. Like, uh, yes. can you explain that to me? Cause I was like earmark post-it note, post-it note, post-it note, 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 like underline highlight, (laughs) like, right. right. Like what's that? So, okay. So like I said, you know, parents will say like, Hey, this kid's fine. They should be doing ABC or I'll work with a teacher. And they're like, but this kid's in sixth grade or, you know, a parent. Yes. Like understanding what makes sense at different ages. That's the place to start. It's so, um, it's very helpful, right? Mm-hmm. When I work at a ECC and I'm doing an observation, it's really good to know that in a three-year-old classroom, I'm looking at the youngest child, like by birth month, like that will tell me something. But then we have to look at each individual child and their strengths and weaknesses. So I talk a lot, I think, I feel like it's sort of a theme in different chapters about certain kids who just like need breaks yeah. and that sometimes we think, 
well, they get to a certain age and they can just push through and they're good. And sure, like they might have more ability to push through, but there's still people who like do better when they like chunk their work into small pieces, right? Like I love working at home because I will like hyper-focus, like get so much done in a half hour and then I'll get up and grab a snack and like do a load of laundry. Like that actually makes me more productive if I remember to come back and sit down and work. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get distracted. um, Right, right, right. Um, But I, you know, I do better in like little spurts of time. So just really it is really trial and error, like what you're saying. You have to just sort of get to know your kid and experiment and see what works and then be their advocate when someone doesn't get it. Like why a eighth grader might like get overstimulated at like a birthday party or a big celebration and just like need two minutes where no one talks to him. But that's who he is and he'll come back and he knows how to calm himself down. So yeah, it's really just, like recognizing that we're all individuals. And that's pretty um, like forward thinking. Cause I mean, I don't ever remember like, you know, I remember back in the day when I was like having a meltdown or like, you know, it was like, I wasn't feeling good or I was, it was like after a soccer tournament and it was like, there was no like, oh, maybe you're dehydrated, you know, like maybe you need like (laughs) an extra snack. Like maybe you're hungry. It was just like, get over it go to bed, take some Benadryl, you know, like not, you know, so I mean, like actually being aware, no, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, I, I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating, but that's awesome. But I'm not going to call social services. It's fine. Okay, You're grown you. up. It's too late. Well, I'm grown up. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm in therapy. No, I'm joking. But I mean, I mean, honestly mm-hmm. though, like behavior is communication and like, like you said, but sometimes like, I don't want to, like, I, mm, I don't want to have to figure it out. Right. Like my kids acting like an a-hole and like, he should just eat the macaroni and cheese. Like, yes, the label looks different, but like, you know what? That's because your dad went grocery shopping and I didn't go grocery shopping and I don't have time for this. Like, I don't have time to micromanage your like, but I should, because I'm the parent, but sometimes you just are like, I'm done, you know, like, well, it's, it's hard. You know? And you have, I mean, first of all, you have to be able to, right. You have to be able to tag out sometimes, like either tag another parent in, or like, if you're by yourself, like it, you're not going to handle every moment perfectly. The, the beauty in handling sort of that meltdown or like, I, I had a client explain this, like an explosion, explosion of emotion, which I thought was so cool and true is you don't have to handle it right in the moment. It's actually not even the best time. Like they just need to have their feelings. So you can say, yeah, I get it. I know this is not the macaroni and cheese you have. It's what I have. Right. And you can like walk out of the other room because they just need to be upset. And you sort of said like, oh, you might want to throw in like an I'm sorry there. And, and like, yeah. that's it. And, you know, I talk about like parent timeouts too. Like if yeah. I have nothing nice to say, I've tried not to say it. And sometimes I don't like, I am, I'm not. <laughs> right. And I, I have these like out of body experiences. Oh my God. Um, 
where like I feel like I'm like watching myself from above right and I'm like Frankie shut up like everything coming in my mouth I know like totally, totally. <laughs> right I know it's wrong from like mom experience I know it's wrong professionally like there are eight dif- different ways that I know it's wrong and it's going to be so ineffective but I just can't stop myself so I just try to turn myself around and physically separate myself from the child there's yeah. nothing that comes out of my mouth is going to be nice so I might as well just <laughs> walk away and it totally nicer. is a good idea yes it, it is like we're all humans and when I when I talk with parents and I give them like advice on how to talk to their kid and their kid is being like really disrespectful really challenging like some kids really have explosive sort of meltdowns as they're older and some have them really frequently I then tell the parents what to do when they do it when they don't follow the advice right I say and when you don't do these things we just talked about because you're tired and you just don't here's how you can repair it because you need it's good to know perfect you can fix these things how do we I mean, repair it? Like, so like, let's say like, you know, tonight for, it's a prime example. Like, you know, my, my number three was like, I need macaroni and cheese. I'm like, of course you need macaroni and cheese. Hell yeah. So I like made a macaroni and cheese. He was like, this is not the right macaroni and cheese. And like, it was a problem. Right. And so I was like, fine, then I guess you're going to be hungry or figure out something else. And I started to try to walk away, but that was in one of my better moments. But like, what do you like? How do you handle it when you do lose your shit? You know, because I've been it's usually in the car. I can't escape. Mm. Like you can't right. get it. Like you can't. Oh, like that's yeah. true. There's no getting away. When no, you're in the car. no, yeah. there's none. Yeah. I mean, it was easier yeah. when they were little because you could pull over and then like, you know. But. <laughs> so I apologize to my kids all the time. And I like sort of process with them like what went wrong. I do. I like, you know, and I have to wait until I'm ready. So, you know, it's not like it happens right after all the time. It may be like hours later and just be like, Hey, like, Ooh, that did not go well at dinner. Like (laughs) you complained about the macaroni. Like you weren't nice. I, I, I'm not going to say you were perfect, but I like lost it. Didn't I? And we kind of like laugh about it. And I apologize. I'm like, I think I like really overreacted and they'll be like, yeah, you did. And, and, but it doesn't mean I let them off the hook either. You know, like, why do you think I overreacted? Well, I kind of yelled at you. Okay. So like, neither of us were our best. It's, it's a teachable moment. Let's talk about, we could do better. Um, And then it's like, I may also problem solve a little bit. Like, I know you only like that one macaroni and cheese box that has like the unicorn on it or whatever, Um, but they only make that two months a year. (laughs) Like I've been there with my kids. Right. Right. So what do we do? And what if like I've done what I can and I just can't find the other macaroni and cheese or what if you're at a friend's house and that's what they serve you like what can you do and we have a real life discussion like my husband is the like such a picky eater he tells my kids all the time that he'll go to conferences and they'll be like here's your lunch no no choices well he's a choice he can totally not eat it but he has to give a presentation and not be starving so he's like I ate just enough to not feel sick life skill. There you go. Right. You know? Right. Right. So, you know, you can use it as a teachable moment. It's totally good for them to know you're flawed and you're showing them how to repair, right? Yeah. Hopefully they'll do that with their friends um one day. When Again, the message is all of this works on grown-ups. I said that Frankie before you came on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all of this also applies to me and oh, yeah, of other grown-ups that I know. It is right. not just for kids. <laughs> you can take the not. word kid out of the book title and fill it in with I'm legit sure. Any- 
you I know. mean, if you guys had my husband as a guest, it would probably be quite funny. And he would tell you how I try to use this stuff on him all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and I'm like, so let me understand you, you know? Totally. We <laughs> do that pig. too. I'll he's be like, enough pig. of that. Yeah. Don't even with that. I, I mean, he's been telling me for years to stop giving him the teacher look when I'm like really disappointed. And now the poor guy, I like became a therapist on top of it. So like he, there's no hope for him, like poor, right. poor man to have to live with me. And oh you know, but, but I, I love the teacher look so good. <laughs> I wish so I had good. a teacher look. Maybe that would actually get me someplace with my kids when they're being difficult. Um, so the other thing is, is like you were talking about, like talking about breaking down like ages, right. And like knowing your kid and like where they're at and stuff like that. Like I have a teenager, you talk about like your teenager and like your expectations of where they're at. And like, you know, some things he won't have dinner with us. And, and it's like, finally, I was like, why won't you eat dinner with us? I did ask. And he's like, because my brothers are annoying. They're too loud. So finally today, after reading your book, I was like, Hey, teenager, like they were still the younger two were still at school. We have our time. Like when I pick them up in the car and then when we get home. So I listened to you in the book pick the time where there's no other distractions, right? I knew it was a good time where he was probably ready and willing to talk to me because he's, that's always been a, a place where he'll talk to me. Um, and I was like, so what do you think about maybe like just having dinner with me, mm -hmm. right? Like take your brothers out of the equation. Your dad's working. And he yeah. was like, yeah, but they're still around. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, I'm like, we're going to eat dinner out in the driveway or something, you know, like, <laughs> uh -huh. I don't know. But I mean, I, but it, but it, there was a conversation, right? So uh -huh. there was a problem. Like I took time to figure out when would be a good time to talk to him. I kind of, it was already built in already. He was receptive, you know, and I kind of uh -huh. proposed something to him. We're probably going to have to have like a carpet picnic in his bedroom or something, you know, like, but and I bet so he'll still think about it. Like that's my guess, you know, and I set goals a lot with clients. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we may talk about the goal, like, I mean, several times before we even touch the goal, right? Like before we even incrementally like do one thing towards the goal, it just sometimes takes a lot of processing to get there. Yeah. But it's like starting the conversation though, too, right. you know, right? right. And, and it's like, you, you talk about active listening. Like I mm -hmm. thought that was another like big point too. You know, like, what is that? Because a lot of times I feel like when you're a parent, you're like, I'm the parent, you know, like, look at me, listen to me. Right. And then mm -hmm. sometimes I, I've actually through the last couple of years realized that like, there's a lot of things I learned from my kids that like, if right. I just, like you said, ask them, why are you behaving like this? Or like actively listening to them, you're going to get the answers that you're looking for. And that was really like mind blowing, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I think in teens, it's like really key. And even some of our like tweens, right. And mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to start a new category called like pre-tween because I, I see a lot totally. like sometimes nine and 10 year olds are already starting at those tween behaviors. But um, when I talk to them and they share with me, like their struggles with their parents, it all revolves around feeling like they're not listened to. Now, sometimes there needs to be like a little education piece in there from, from me that like listening doesn't mean agreeing, right? Those are two different things. So definitely that happens. Sometimes they're like, you're not listening to me. And it's just that they want you to agree. So it's because they feel so passionately, but like having that conversation with your son, even if it doesn't get resolved anytime soon, it's like, you just told him that his opinion matters to you. And that's 
that's so important. I think our teens just they feel dismissed a lot because Mm -hmm. they bring it upon themselves, right? Like their behavior is just not always pleasant. And so sometimes we we are just like, yeah, okay, fine. Go to your room. Like, leave me alone. That was nicely put. Right, right. You said it nicely. You know, sometimes they can be not pleasant, but they, they really, there's, they're at this age, like they're just so passionate about things. They're just trying to figure out who they are and everything is like a real deep, uh, feeling and connection. That's why they love like debating in school and all these like um, big discussion topics. And they start to get into politics whenever. So they really just have such a desire to feel heard. So I think like in those conversations, just that part, even if it doesn't actually solve your problem in the moment, you've done that. Like you've really told them, I'm going to, I'm going to hear you. Um, and, you know, we might disagree, but I've heard you and I've thought through what you have to say. Yeah. Like how we would talk to like people. Like I always <laughs> I have mean, to remember like right. kids are people too. You know, it's, that's the thing I have true. to like, remember it's like, yep. we give ourselves a lot of passes. We need to give some of those passes to our kids sometimes. And yeah, the expectations are huge. That's too. a good point too. And like someone else said, said something to me before, like, you know, they're, these kids are like, they are our kids, but they're having their own life experiences, right? They mm-hmm. are their own souls. You know, they don't necessarily directly reflect who I am as a person. Yes, I'm their parent, but I'm here to guide them, right? And like mm-hmm. just that whole mindset and mind flip, you know, but still like sometimes it's like when you're in the tornado or somebody said like when you're in the hurricane, like if the eye of the storm, like it's hard, you step out of the eye and like there's like shit going everywhere it's going sideways right like sometimes you Mm -hmm. can't see clearly when you are in it with your own kid and you read the books and 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 that's that's the refreshing thing about your book is that like how raw and real you were about like your experiences from like your first kid to your second kid your third kid and like how like how it was like you were just my friend like sharing with me like your experiences you know and then oh and by the way you're also you know have you know a million, you know, certifications and, you know, degrees that back up all like your, um, you know, your parenting expertise, but it didn't feel like a regular parenting book. It felt like someone I was talking to, like my friend, you know, trust me, she's read a lot of them. I have, I have. (laughs) Right. She's like, this one's broken. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this isn't working. Like, yeah. this is like, working. I'd like uh, this... to return this, please. My kids are yeah. listening. <laughs> Thank you. <Yes. laughs> my husband, like, can you write one about husbands? You mentioned that I, before. You know, I like I, husband I is my fourth kid. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I'm an expert enough. I might need to get somebody to, to help me on that. But yes, yes. It's like I love my you husband. Ask the teens. But... They'll yeah, know. Right. It's like <laughs> I love your next book should be I love my husband, but I didn't marry him to raise him. Like that should right, be the right. next book. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't want to take up your whole night. So if um I but I just I really appreciate you coming on and like hanging out because it's always oh my fun. God, to talk this with is you. so fun. It's always fun to, you know, talk about the chaos of motherhood. <laughs> it's always fun hanging out with you. Yeah. Thanks. It's, yeah. I feel the same. It's always nice to know that there's other people out there and other moms out there that like really do love their kids, but sometimes, and it says it all, you just might not like them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like real, you know? I mean, just because you don't like them in that moment doesn't mean that you don't love them. And I, I do try to say that to my kids. They don't always like hear me, but I mean, I was, <laughs> just, that was like the perfect title. So, okay. So if anybody wants to order your book, where can they find it? So let's share. 
Yeah. So my book is on Amazon, uh, Target, Burns and Noble, Ooh. Powell Books, Abe Books. Um, every once in a while, it pops up somewhere weird in the language I don't understand, but it's 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 pretty much on any of the big. Oh, hello! The dog wants to be part of the podcast Aww. now. Somehow he got Can in my see room. Him? Um, yeah. Come what here. kind of dog is it? Because I know that he was he's very vocal. Um, this is this is oh. he's a Morky. This is Rocky. So cute. Um, some we talk about you know writing a book about I love my dog but I don't always like him. When, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know sometimes I, I'm, I'm probably always like him because you know. it's a series. Um, it's a series. It's a series. Yes, exactly. Oh, do so, you have your is your book on audiobook anywhere? Because I was looking for it on some audiobook. So, you know, so it's not yet an audiobook, but it's something I'm uh, you know thinking about. It will be on Kindle. I'm hoping by the end of the week. So nice. if you're a Kindle person, we love our Kindles in our house. Um, yes. it'll, it'll be there. And um, you know, if you are like an indie um, bookstore lover, like I am, I just love the independent bookstores. If you go on bookshop.org and you search your area, a lot of independent bookstores have like uh, storefronts within that bookshop.org so you can buy it online and support cool. an independent bookstore so i always think that's super cool that is cool i'm writing yeah. that down but little bookstores are the best they are yeah. they are it's just so fun like you know i i always it i love the ease of like someone recommending a book and i order it and it's here in two days but there's something about um you know supporting the stores where you can still browse and just like look through the books it's so fun <laughs> it's the experience that's what it, it is, is. It's, the it experience. is. it's a total experience for sure I, yeah that's and awesome. the people that work there usually love books and anytime i'm around anyone who loves anything I, as much as those people love books i'm always like in a better mood you know? right it's true it's true it's fun yeah and so, okay. So you also have a website. Could they order it through your website? Like, do you want to share your website? So if you go on um, www.fabconsulting.com, all of the links to the big uh, stores are there. So that's an easy place to learn more about the book and, and order it. And um, I'm on Instagram at fab parenting and on Facebook um, as well. So, you know, that's where everyone can uh, get all the updates especially like when this episode <laughs> right. was there and all those fun things, all the really important stuff in life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Podcast is where it's at. Like, and you're doing a sure. podcast tour. Yes. I mean, I, heard I am, I am. So I did so one fun. yesterday. I recorded one with uh, raising healthy kids. That was super fun. Yeah, and fun. yeah, I have like, um, I, I lost track like four or five more and <gasps> in talk so yeah it's fun i'm having yeah. a great time yeah hey awesome. yeah that's awesome podcasting is where it's at it's a fun it's fun sure, you know it's it fun really to is. like share all it's yeah i love it um okay well thank you so much for coming on tonight your dog yeah. by rocky rocky's so cool he's like hey why didn't you bring me on here before i know Mom. seriously <laughs> look at this <laughs> He's like, I need my five yes. minutes of fame. I, I think he like looks at himself in Zoom. He's like, yeah, I am cute. I he's know. Like, I know that guy. <laughs> I keep joking. I was like, he's a therapy do dog because he sometimes just sits on my lap and stares in Zoom when I'm trying to uh, see clients. So there we go. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on you. tonight. And we'll have to have you back on again. When you All right. Have, good like, luck with your vodka smelling closet. Oh, I'd my like God. how that happens. I'm sitting on like three towels right now. I'm going to have like... <laughs> so bad and i, I, I know, forgot we'll about I'll that i'll follow you on social media so we can get an update about that, so oh that my situation God. <laughs> right it was not good it's not good all right hang tight for one bye. second bye <laughs>
All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining again. We're so happy that you're here. Always appreciate you joining the chaos. Thank you to our guest, Frankie. Thank you for sharing with us about your new book. We're excited. And uh, all the information is in our show notes. All the links will be there for you to check out. Also, check out our Keeping Up With Chaos website. You know the deal. New episode every Wednesday. We'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, guys.